0: Welcome to this podcast, Steve Dotson, America's cookout coach, joins the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show right now. Enjoy! audition, and we are on live. Welcome everybody to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live here on Talk Radio 102.3. I guess we better go to Facebook. We got a lot of things to do. I can't believe out Facebook. Get them going here.
1: And I'll get it out to dead broke
0: and to the backyard barbecue smokers. All right, all right. We got America's America's barbecue coach, Steve America. Welcome everybody. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the Al's Barbecue Show live here on Facebook. We'll be going to the radio in just a short while. Everybody, thank you for watching, and thank you for joining us. We appreciate that very much. I'm Steve Ray. Jeff Maxwell across from me. The America's Cookout Coach Steve Dotson is your special guest tonight.
1: Our monthly guest, Steve.
0: All right, yeah, he's uh, that's okay. It's okay. He's a good guy.
1: Yeah, he's engaging, entertaining. Absolutely.
0: Always a good guest. Absolutely, absolutely. We got a whole hog going on downstairs. We got an event at a golf, local golf course. My man Frank is down there watching the whole hog. I wish we we need a we need a uh, hog can. You know, we should have a little, you know, put another block in the thing, showing Frank sleeping. I need a a, a wireless hog cam is what I need where we can tap into the hog. Thanks, everybody, on Facebook for watching and listening. We sure appreciate it very much. Get your questions ready. All you guys in the chat, Tommy Head, good to see you. Happy Friday back at you.
1: As always, Tom.
0: America's Cookout Coach Steve Dotson with us. We are going to be cranking out the barbecue talk here in just a few few minutes. Tom's always the
1: first one on the chat. It's like he's waiting for us.
0: He's a good guy.
1: He is. A, he is as well.
0: He's a retailer. He's a barbecue retailer. I I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He sure is. Green Mountain guy. He's a Green Mountain guy. We got Jeff. Jeff, Kate will be with us in just a moment. Steve, we'll go. With, we'll go to you after we go to Jeff. Kate, I think you. I think you've been with us since we've done the, the tailgate thing, haven't you? Yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. Shake your head up and down.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. I
0: was here on the initial one. Yeah. Okay. Good. <clears throat> good deal. Steve Dotson from West Virginia with us.
1: Stepping it up to pro this year, huh?
0: Yeah. KCBS pro- KCBS Professional.
1: Playing with the big boys. Yeah. Talk, talk
0: 1023. It's going to be a lot different. <laughs> it's going to be a lot different. <laughs>
1: It'll be all right.
0: Hello, Mr. you. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Johnny Trigg. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, Mo, make up Mo Case on how you doing.
0: All the great products from the two time world champion David Bosca. By Michelin tires. The only thing separating you from the road are your tires. Make sure you're riding on Michelin. Buy all the rubs and sauces from Malcolm Reed and the staff at How to Barbecue Right. And buy the best charcoal on planet Earth, Royal Oak Pellets. For cats in love, if the Royal Oak name is on it, you can count on it. Follow Owl's Nest Barbecue on Facebook, Instagram, and catch our podcast on all the popular podcasting sites, including Spotify. So fire up that smoker; it's time to cook something. It is time to cook something. Welcome Chattanooga to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show live right after Sport Talk, right before the Coca-Cola Red Zone 267 two six seven one zero two three. That's our number. 267 1023. Give us a call. Get on that line. If you're out if you're out if you're watching on Facebook and you want to give us a call, 423-267-1023. we'll get you right on. We've got America's Cookout Coach on tonight, Steve Dotson. So uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We'll we'll follow you if you follow us. But give us a call, 267-1023. Right now we're going to the Butcher Barbecue Hotline for the the segment that is catching fire here in Chattanooga, the Jeff K. Tailgate Report, brought to you by... It's not working, but Jeff K. will go right to you. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is down in in Chatsworth, Georgia. What's up, Jeff by K.? By Budget Plines. Oh, the, the,
3: the beauty of live radio, right, guys? <laughs> but that's not going to stop this, uh, this, what we're going to call the food mortgage board report, whatever you want to call it, guys, a tailgate report, we're going to talk about food, right? That's what we're here to do. We're mixing high school football and food. I mean, the two better combinations, that is, the def- that is one of the many definitions of this great country. Now, ho, ho,
0: Jeff, ho, ho, Jeff, hold, ho, Jeff. hold, hold, hold on just a minute. Now, you are in Chatsworth, Georgia, in uh, Murray, the county seat of Murray County, and uh, Chatsworth, Georgia, is a that is a destination. That is a, Chatsworth is a cool place. I got one of the coolest County courthouses in Georgia down there, so I know they've got some people down there tailgating as the Ringgold Tigers go down there to invade the Mountaineers.
3: You know, walking into this game tonight, you know, unless you're walking on the other side of campus, there was this any tailgating going on because people bringing food in here. So, what do we? Do? What does the quarterback do when, when when you see something on the field that doesn't quite look right, or you have to change options? You call an audible, right? That's what we did here tonight. But I put my money where my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and I did this confession stand type thing myself, right? All right, good, good, good. let's just let's just say what sets you know some of these schools apart. You know, obviously everybody has the hot dogs and the hamburgers, and I had you know the hot dog perfect char on it because I mean, as you guys know, it it, it could be you know you can burn a hot dog on the grill very quickly if you're not paying attention. Yes, sir. I mean, you don't want to right but you want a little bit of char on to make it really good so um definitely want to give a special shout out to alex man in the grill behind me right now the smoke is pouring from there just like we're going to see on the field here between ringgold and north murray here in about 25 30 minutes but one thing that set this uh these people the the people down here the great people at north murray high school it was the desserts. obviously you got your candy bars but the deep fried oreos
0: oh gosh are you serious and deep-fried Oreos? All Other right. than meatloaf, you had Steve at deep-fried. Oh, God.
3: <clears throat> I just, you know, if you never had a deep-fried Oreo, I mean, you're, you're missing out. And, you know, obviously, just like any kind of batter on any kind of food, you know, you can definitely do too much or too little. And just like the hot dog had just the right amount of char, just the right amount of golden batter on that Oreo. Because, I mean, just like football. And food, obviously, Oreos and, and and batter definitely make that a home run or a touchdown Hail Mary um, food item for sure. So, obviously, you know, like I mentioned in the last few weeks, guys, the, you know, we're, we're looking for the, the main food groups, you know, grease, sugar, and fat. We definitely found all <laughs> three of those here. I want <laughs> to people more part of school what we we're doing and uh, they said you know definitely give us some love and i'm definitely gonna give us a buff, because like we mentioned before you know these guys can be the unsung heroes on any given Friday night because they're trying to get money for whatever their group they're raising money for that night is so if, you know, if you're here tonight or anywhere across the across the area go get you something consistent because it's not only helping you know feed your feed your inner hunger it's also helping out the schools that help put this on so, uh, i'll tell you you know and thank you guys as always for giving yeah. me an opportunity to showcase these uh, these great people because I mean that's what this is about. It's not about what we're doing here, it's about what these people on Friday night are doing and I definitely want to thank North Murray for having us and uh, it's a great it's a great atmosphere so far. Looking forward to a great game
0: here in about twenty five minutes. Jeff Kate, thank you so much for the Jeff Kate tailgate report right here on the Al's Barbecue Show Live. You know the secret to the uh, fried Oreo. Steve Dotson, do you, do you know the secret to the to the Steve Dotson joining us right now? From West Virginia. The secret to the fried Oreo? Anybody know it? Never done it. Anybody know it?
3: Uh, I, I used to
1: dabble in deep fried sweet stuff, and usually it was to put a little par-freeze
0: on things. Exactly right. you got to keep that baby cold. Twinkies and, and keeping cold. North Georgia, up. fried Twinkies, fried Oreos are a thing. Man, fried, it's un- unbelievable. Hey, Steve, we've got a caller on line one already. Tom is on line one. Tom, you're live. On the Owls Barbecue Show with Steve Jeff and Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach. What's
4: up? Steve, how are you doing?
0: We're good. What's going on, man?
4: Well, let me start by saying I'm an amateur. I'm a babe in the woods when it comes to grilling. Okay, okay that's fine. So, so you know, you're starting with a toddler, all right? Okay. Now, here's the thing. I, I got a simple charcoal grill, okay? Okay. I, I can do burgers, I can do marinated chicken, I can do strips, I can do ribeyes. I cannot, for years, be able to grill, you know, even a thin roast. You know what I mean? What? It's getting dry and nasty. Uh, uh,
0: what? Uh, what, Tom? What you kind of what? meat? What kind of meat was it you can't get? A roast like a, a sirloin roast or
3: you know uh, a sirloin tip or a, you know a chuck roast or anything like
0: that what or vessel a, are you using or it's juicy and you know a little pink inside so you're just using a charcoal grill right right all right steve dotson tell him well, what to uh, do you know you know what to do
2: yeah your, your standard answer here is going to be you can't you're not going to want to grill something like that off like you would your steaks your burgers and your dogs um just because of that that musculature is different right so those those steaks come from a more tender section so you can cook those to a um, a lesser doneness you know your, your 120 to your 135 depending on how you want it done that chuck roast for um, a sirloin roast it's got a whole lot of connective tissue in it because it comes from a working muscle so what you're gonna do is, is you're gonna want to take your coals and bank them all to one side of your charcoal grill and uh, put put your your roast on the other side of the way, preferably closer to your uh, your exhaust stack. That way we can get some indirect heat, we can get some airflow going over it and up and out your stack. But you're going to want to give that a lot of time, and and the part, especially if you knew new, it's going to sound strange, you're going to want to cook that to a very high temperature. When I say high, I'm, I mean like 200 to 210, depending on certain things. And, and basically you're going to know when it's done, when you can take a toothpick or a wooden skewer or whatever you have, And uh, give it a poke And it needs to feel Like that's going into butter Or you know Like there's no resistance there It's going to be tender And you're not going to Dry it out at all Um, This sort of That sort of cut of meat Just lends to that
4: Let let, let me ask you Okay How much charcoal Because you know You can fill up You can fill up a charcoal thing But yeah You know If you do Just like Lay the bottom out Heat it up And then bank it over Is that what you're saying
2: Yeah so it's going to be a long cook. It's going to be a longer cook. Um, you're going to want to... You can do it a couple different ways. The way I like to do it is take a, a good bit of unlit charcoal and create a good bank over to that, that off side. And this is going to be uh, your, your reservoir that's going to light over time and take a, at least a half of a charcoal chimney, I like to, uh, light that off and get that as lit charcoal and pour that right on top of that unlit. And what you've got is you've got sort of a an auto-lighting, auto-feeding fire that will run itself for you. Um, so your charcoal, charcoal cooking like that is, is a great thing to do. It's relaxing,
4: and it pretty much will run itself. And get- me. What are you talking about? Come on, simplify it for me. I'm five years old.
0: Well, it doesn't get much simpler than that, Tom. You okay. take the, take the so, charcoals and move them over to the side. Let me make it run at this,
1: okay? All right. You're going you're gonna to do, do a little bit indirect heat. So you're going to put your meat on one side of the grill, and then you're going to put your charcoal on the other side. You're going to control the temperature with your vents on the grill. So you want to run that only at about 225 degrees for a lower, slower cook. You're going to try to get that meat internal temperature up to 205 to 208 degrees, and then that will be probe tender where it feels like you're sticking a toothpick in a peanut butter. That's when you want to pull it off, wrap it, let it rest, and then cut it and serve it. All right, yeah, I got the toothpick part, but um, let me ask you: How long, generally, would that take? Till it's done. Eight hours. Till it's done.
4: (laughs) Come on, man.
1: (laughs) It's eight hours. It depends on the amount of connective connective tissue um, that you have. You know, it's it's it varies. A brisket, a pork butt, it all varies. Probably, depending on the what you're using, on a Weber kettle for me, which is kind of probably the 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 unit or type of unit you're using, that's going to take six hours. About
4: Eight hours, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, about six hours when you're going to do that low and slow. Um, and I would I'd like to put a couple of wood chunks on there. If it's a beef product, I'm going to put an oak, or um, you know, I like mesquite. A lot of people think it's too sharp, but you know, yeah. that'll give it a little wood smoke to it as well. But typically All the right, thing buddy. with that the thing with the barbecue is patience. Okay. That might meat might take longer than you want, but if you cook it fast, with that connectivity or that marbleization that's in that meat, you're gonna have tough product. So you have to cook it
4: slower. All right. Thank you very much for your help.
0: Tom, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. You know, you know, you can you can cook on a grill. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. You can use the snake method. Um, that's
1: one of the ones that's kind of like an indirect. You can use it indirect to heat. You know, I grew up with the Weber kettle on indirect heat. That's how I learned how to barbecue, and that's how I learned how to fire management. Yeah, um,
0: but it, it's 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 hard. It's more to cook. It's hard to cook like that.
1: It takes more attention. Yeah.
0: So, but that, but that's a good call. Good question. Trying to cook a roast, and you know, so many times the roasts don't, um, you know, they don't have a lot of fat in them. And they'll they'll dry out quick like a like a um, um, oh what's that roast I always do it's um, I can't remember prime uh, roast huh? no and that's got a lot of fat there's okay. one um, uh, there's one is a uh, tri chip uh, no I think they call it a rump roast is rump it's, roast yeah that doesn't have much fat and so you got to watch how they cook it no but, in, um,
1: in addition to that for a caller what I'll do <clears throat> is you know not with that rump roast per se but sometimes I'll reverse sear that because I like a crust yeah. on it too. Mm -hmm. okay so like steve was saying what i'll do then is i'll open up my vents get that temperature up i'll take the coals put them in the middle and i'll reverse sear that to give it a nice crunch
0: absolutely 267-1023 that's our number 423-267-1023 we are going to take our first break of the afternoon our special guest with us tonight from West Virginia is Steve Dotson, America's cookout coach. The Owls Nest Barbecue Supply is the proud home of all the butcher barbecue products from two-time barbecue world champion David Bosca. Rub sauce and grilling oils turn ordinary barbecue into extraordinary barbecue. Grilling addiction rub to the famous barbecue mud. Get your butcher barbecue products at the Owls Nest Barbecue Supply in Udowa. We'll be right back with Steve Dotson, the cookout coach, and Jeff Maxwell, And your host, Steve Ray. In just a moment, stay with us. Al Salvage joining us on the the Facebook chat. Our buddy George Gibson's in the house too, Jeff.
1: Emmeline Wharton.
0: Emmeline there, good deal. Beverly Raybon Barton. Hello, Beverly. Now, Beverly was here today when we were moving the hog around. Was she? Her husband Jim came by and helped us move it, so she was on the... uh, on the whole hog team. So, I how thought, about that?
1: I thought maybe Beverly Beverly was calling because she was, uh, or texting in because she was related to Steve Dotson. But she's in the
0: neighborhood here? No, she's in the hood. She's, she's in, the in the hood. hood. She's in you the know, hood. No, Steve
1: lives in the hood, Steve Dotson. You know, <laughs> the gated hood.
0: Some just don't belong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? He's got the stamp of approval. You can't move in until Steve Gray says so.
0: That's right.
5: right.
0: (laughs) Hey, our number is 267-1023. Everybody online uh, watching, if you want to get in, 423 is the area code, 423-267-1023. We've got America's cookout coach, Steve Dotson, who has turned a pro on the barbecue KCBS barbecue tour. Steve, that's a big deal.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like uh, when college season's
0: over and everyone declares for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I've right. announced my intentions to go pro. I haven't actually competed plus. I've, I've assisted a team at, at a pro comp, but I haven't actually rolled pro yet. But yeah, it's just it's time. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: so you, when, just timing yeah, your brisket's going to be your only change. Yeah, that's
2: uh, – I don't know if people know this, but I practice a lot in the off season, so – uh it's going to be an expensive off-season practice. Yes, it is.
0: Brick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you'll be ordering those by the the uh, six to a <clears> case.
2: <throat> yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that. I think we're going to try to dial it in pretty close on
1: primes before we start getting into wagons. That's right what right I was. Now, gu- that's exactly what I was going to recommend. It's like five
2: fifty for a pound of primes,
0: so uh-huh. not
1: that much better. Well, print. it's eleven ninety nine a pound from uh, from. Uh, Butcher shop, last yep. but message I got from uh, Kevin Green. So, yeah, and I'm thinking I'm
2: probably going to run Kevin's stuff. Uh, his prices is really hard to beat for the quality
1: of that brisket. It's it's. I still say
0: it. I still say they they're going to have to start giving you meat. These condo- they're going to have to this <clears throat> this this thing is just out of hand. It's, raise raise the entry fee and raise the entry fee hundred bucks, and, and then um, everybody cooks with the same quality. Exactly, everybody cooks the same thing. Now it's about who can cook. You know, now, now you know it's it's like some people. It's like it's like golf. Jack Nicholas said it best. You know, golf isn't going to be real good anymore until they regulate the golf ball. You know, until mm-hmm. everybody plays with the same golf ball. You, you know, know,
1: until you I play. say have the same wallet as Steve Ray, we're not on the same playing field. <laughs> now, yeah, see. I, uh, so there were a few contests
2: this year down in South Carolina where they did chip draw meat selection. Um. And apparently, those guys didn't get all their meat selected until like midnight. So, I, like, I agree with you. I, I, I would love to compete where they just, but do it like, uh, do it like Sterling did with King of the Smoker. Just here's your box of meat.
3: Good
0: yeah. Luck. Yeah. Talk radio. Could you imagine the whining on that? Oh my god.
1: Next break, we'll Next talk, break. I'll talk about, you know, we ordered stuff. And All right, stuff. we're
0: back. Are you a Malcolm Reed fan? Sure you are. And we have the entire lineup of How to Barbecue Right. Rubs and sauces at the Owls' Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Did you see Malcolm use his classic barbecue rub on a pork butt, then follow it up with his AP rub? Yeah, I saw it too. And you can get them both at the Owls' Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. We are going to go to line one, and we've got a Jeff. Online one. Jeff, you are online with Jeff Maxwell, Steve Ray, and America's cookout coach, Steve Dotson. What's up?
5: Hey guys, I uh, love the show. You do a fantastic job. Thank for you. Live broadcast. Uh, my question today is about brisket and methods of getting tender, juicy brisket. I've, I've watched dozens of videos. And I've probably cooked close to 50 briskets. And I've had several of them that I've been very proud of, but a lot of them are dry and tough. Yeah. I've tried butcher paper and foil, and I've had basically the same results either way. I'm using an offset cooker, and if I take the... Internal temperature up to 160, 170, beyond the stall, and then wrap. I'm usually coming out with a dry, tough brisket. Okay. And recently, I've tried a foil wrap with with some liquid in it, and wrapped at 130, and it turned out just fabulous. Mm-hmm against everything that I'm learning watching all these videos on well, how to do brisket.
0: Well, Jeff, you, I'll, we'll, we'll go around the room on this. I'll start first. If you, are you cooking a, a whole brisket or are you just cooking the flat? Well,
5: I'm doing usually the whole brisket. Okay.
0: Now, now, what you said about the 130, everybody everybody thinks that's too low. That's not. Um, David Bosker wraps his briskets at 140 in, in contest. Um sometimes in a contest I'll cheat too I'll go to 150 instead of 165 because that meat is going to just take on so much smoke and um if you're just cooking like one brisket uh if you like if you've got a brisket on an offset and there's nothing else on there that brisket is is getting all of the all of the 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 smoke that's in that in that in that vessel so you're going to you're going to it's 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 um I guess it is the recipient of all the smoke okay so you, it'll get plenty by what you're saying all right then you want to wrap it now I know I know there's a a school out there you know for 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 um, foil and butcher paper I'm a foil guy okay I want I'm not interested in in that much in bark I'm interested in tenderness and flavor and you can get that if you'll just simply take that take that brisket and When you, before you wrap it, put about, take a stick of butter, cut it up into about seven slices, put it on top of the brisket, get you some beef broth, pour it in there, and wrap that brisket up tight as a drum, no matter what temperature you do that at, okay? It doesn't matter. You can do it at 130, you can do it at 165, you can do it at 185 if you want to, whatever you want to do it at. And take that brisket up to 210 and take your measurements in the point, Okay, that's the fat part. Don't worry about the don't worry about the flat. It'll follow the point eventually, okay? Don't worry about the flat. Everybody worries they go, oh man, my, my flat's at two ten and my points at one ninety. Don't worry about it. Use one part of the of the brisket and take and take that and take that temperature at two ten. And then the secret to making that thing perfect is when you take it off the smoker at two ten, put it in a cooler. Uh, not not with ice in it, but just like wrap it up and put it in a cooler and let it rest for a couple hours. Everything in that brisket will will it'll like reevaluate almost.
1: It reduces the and, fluids,
0: and uh, that brisket will be perfect. Now, now now Steve Dotson, you can you can add whatever you want. Jeff, we'll go to you. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that that was a lot
2: there, and I, and I agree with that. A uh, couple couple just small things. One is. Um, you can't make a bad piece of good. So start with the best brisket you can get. Um, that'll always help. Two is if, if you're having issues with moisture, any uh, any of the uh, commercial injections you get are going to have phosphates in them. They're going to help hold any moisture you put in there. Um, and the third is, you know, like Steve said about wrapping, I agree with all that. A little bit of fat, some liquid, that's great. But once you wrap, the quicker you can get from wrapped to done, the less stress you're... You're putting on this this meat. So you've stressed it before it's tender. But if we can do that compressed, it's going to have less time to push more juice out. So the quicker you can get that done and into that rest like Steve's talking about, you're going to keep more moisture in that brisket.
0: And the way you do that is ramp up the temperature. Correct. If you're cooking at 285 <clears throat> after you wrap it, crank that smoker up to 310.
1: Okay. All right, Jeff. I cook to color before I wrap. Like Steve said, you're only going to impart so much smoke to a certain point, and that's typically about the first two or three hours of the cook. Once I've got to color, that's what I'm going to wrap. It typically, you know, my temperature number is 155 to 165, depending on. Then I'm going to wrap it. I'm an aluminum foil guy like Steve. Um, my injection, I use a combination of Miner's jus and Miner's Beef Base, but when I do the wrap, I am going to let it sit for about three hours. I cook mine I cook in barrels hot and fast I'm running at 300 and it's typically gonna be seven and a half hours in the smoker total it's gonna be four hours before I wrap two and a half hours in the wrap but the key is patience when you pull it's done like I said earlier it's done when it's done when you probe like Steve says I do the same thing I go into the point and I check there it's really tough to do a, a, a flat by itself but once my point yeah, is it where is. it's probe tender, my flat is going to follow while it's resting. Okay, when I have the wrap, when I have it in the camber or the cooler. So I'm only concerned with that point because that's where all the money's at. Okay? That's where the best piece of the meat is. I want that to perfection. So <clears throat> once it rests, it's going to reintroduce some of those flavors and it's going to all be good. That that pull time may be two oh five, it may be two oh two, it may be two ten. I found with a, a Wagyu brisket, it's 210 is when I want to pull it. It's done when it's done. When you can stick that probe in there and it's like butter, you're good. Don't fret it. Have another beer. Wait another hour.
0: Does that help, Jeff? He's off, he's off tonight. Well, I hope that helped him. I hope that helped him. All right, Joe, who we got on line one? on sure. one bill hey bill, you're on the air with Steve Dotson, Steve Ray, and Jeff Maxwell. what's up?
6: Yeah, can you hear me okay? absolutely. okay, I was in the car with the phone uh hands free and I didn't know if that worked. Sound good. My question is i had a, I have a, had a grill for like ten years, and the grate, it had two steel I don't know what they what material they were, but they started, you know, peeling the um, coating or whatever that was, the material on the grate started peeling off. I
0: uh-huh.
6: put one of these things that you can go to Walmart or somewhere and it's like a tinfoil and it's the same shape and you just lay it over the grate, you know, and then throw it away after you use it. But uh, So I thought, well, I'm getting tired of that. I need to go and get um the real great so i don't know you know there's some that are porcelain there's some that are steel there's all these different uh coatings or whatever do you recommend a certain kind of material that would last long i think the other one lasted you know several years and i don't grill that much but um i just didn't know where to turn to get
0: what kind of Bill, Bill, Bill. What, what kind of grill do you have, Bill?
6: It, well, it's a Weber. Um, okay. And it has two of these. It's a silver. something. I don't remember. I'm not at home, so. But it is a Weber grill. Mm-hmm. A fairly nice grill, but uh, it's got two of these. Um. Gr- um. Great things and you know i went to walmart well that was the wrong size well you
0: need to go well bill what you need to do is you got to find a weber dealer um you can go you can go to amazon they have weber parts or you can go to ace hardware that's where i get parts for my weber you can buy almost everything and i know the ace hardware on highway 58 has a good selection the ace hardware on east brandon road has a good selection of weber products and or, you can find the exact fit there.
1: Or you can go to WeberStevens.com and order it direct from Weber. Yeah. Now, uh, my question would be, you know, if you're trying to enhance that, you know, if you get that grate, what I would recommend is going to see Steve at the Mineral Oil and getting some grill grates to amplify your cooking. The you grill can, grates are marvelous.
0: You can get grill grates, but you've got to get, get a good foundation for them first. Correct. So you're just looking in the wrong place, Bill. Now, now you know they're not going to be cheap. Okay, I'm I'm just going to tell you that they're not going to be you know, four ninety nine for two for two greats. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna spend some cash, thirty five forty five bucks, but they're going to fit right and they're going to be uh, good and heavy duty.
1: And your flavor, your food's going to be fantastic.
2: Yeah, and if I remember right, it sounds like Bill, you're describing a gas Weber. And uh, all the gas webers I've ever seen come with porcelain coated cast iron. So mm-hmm. what was peeling off of there was the porcelain coating. That happens after a while with the porcelain coated stuff. But if they're maintained properly, they um, they last a long time and they're so easy
3: to clean.
1: And you know, you know what I do is I spray them with oil when I'm done cooking for the next cook. You know, it doesn't put the, it doesn't amplify the heat. Um, you know, we sell them where I work at Home Depot. You can get them there too. They have the grill. They have the Weber uh, grates there.
0: Does that help, Bill? Well,
6: the, 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 the new ones, too, it said do not use a wire brush and, um, you know, just said it wipes clean. You know, it sounds like all you got to do is take a rag and it's, you know, they're brand new.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't want you use a wire brush because people get – the wire falls off the brushes and, get lodged, and it gets lodged in your tummy and you have to have them removed. And well, That's just a safety thing. Just go
1: –
2: Porcelain coated grates if you use a wire brush and you've got a small piece – that's breaking off of that porcelain.
1: Uh, that wire can sometimes pick at it, and yeah. make it worse. Yeah, just take a just take a a towel, you know, like a, a cheap towel. Spray some olive oil on it when you're done cooking. Clean the grates with that, and then you're not going to have to scrape it with any kind of. I'll thing tell
0: you, like. Bill, the easiest, the 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 cheapest uh, grate cleaner. Just take a take a couple sheets of aluminum foil, crunch them up, and then um, rub them on the grates. That that cleans them up just fine.
1: On the porcelain, though.
0: Yeah, just okay. sure. stay with the towel, sure. Well, porcelain, I mean. I've used ham on it uh, to
6: spray, you know, to try to keep it from sticking too.
0: Yeah, that's good.
6: All right. Well, thanks.
0: All right, Bill. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Shoot, if they if, if it's Weber, boy, that's tough. That porcelain's tough, buddy. You can scrape on them. Yeah, you can, you can scrape on them.
1: I've I've had my Genesis for fifteen years. Me it's, too. Yeah, it's I've had it for fifteen years.
0: You know, you not use foil? You don't scrape it over the foil.
1: Nope, I just well, I all don't. I do is when I'm done, I let the heat go for a little bit, let it burn off if the food. Gonna, if
0: you're going to be on my back porch, you better be tough. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <let's not laughs> if say,
1: I'm on your back porch, you better be tough. Let's not say that on. The, let's <laughs> not say that on the radio anymore. Uh, okay, sorry.
0: we'll be right back. You're listening to the House Nest Barbecue Show here on Talk Radio 102.3. If ribs are your barbecue thing, then I have the thing for you, Craig Sherry's. Famous Texas rib jelly and Texas rib candy. Plus his chicken and barbecue rubs are now available at the Al's Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Oops. Treat your ribs with a taste of Texas from Craig Sherry. We'll be right back here on the Owls Barbecue Show with our special guest from West Virginia, Steve Dotson. Stay with us.
1: Oops, sorry. I hope you deleted that, Joe. <laughs> hope you hit the button. That's <laughs> ah, a first.
0: Al Salvage says stainless steel, but he makes his own, of course. Well, yeah. He's a welder. Yeah. He's a welder.
1: Al, I got to call you and have you weld me some stuff.
0: Good luck. <laughs>
2: mm. Boy, there's been a lot of calls tonight. That's good. Time. Yeah, that's good. That's Anyone what we want, never man.
0: Been on. Steve Dotson. That's the power of Steve Dotson on the radio.
1: I know yeah. two of those. Well, I know two of those folks that called in, just so you know.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good.
1: Back from my hometown.
0: Hope Frank's doing good with our. Hey, so doing good with our whole hog downstairs. So here,
1: uh, Steve, George, my uh, barbecue partner, and I, we priced out what it would cost us at the grocery store to do the comp we're doing tomorrow, which is just chicken, ribs, and pork butt. We ordered compadre rock. And it's one hundred and eighty dollars plus tax or shipping and all that, so it comes out to two hundred dollars for four slabs and two butts. Really? So, so I went priced it at the local food city here. The butts were three fifty nine a pound. They went on sale today for, but I priced it yesterday three fifty nine a pound. So for the twenty pounds, you know, you're yeah. talking seventy five dollars, eighty dollars, yeah. with tax. Mm-hmm. Price the ribs, which were five ninety nine a pound. It comes out we paid twenty dollars more to have Compart Door Rock for a competition that we would have paid for the local grocery. And uh, I'll tell you what, have you cooked the Compart stuff before, Jeff? Yes.
2: Oh my god. I I in zero ways affiliated with Compart. My goodness I wish I was. Because that like I've cooked a lot of different brands of pork in competition just because when your backyard you know, you can it's it's fun to splurge and try the different brands. I've tried a lot of the designer brands but I went to comparts this year and it is just different. It is just Steve, you can
1: this is not a splurge anymore. What, this that? is not this is not a splurge anymore. It's a simple decision. Yeah, yeah now yeah. it just makes sense for sure.
2: Yeah. But it's it's just different pork. It's it's amazing.
1: So it was a Berkshire.
2: So I've got I've actually got a Berkshire farm up the road from me. And that's probably the best pork chop I've ever had in my life.
1: Uh, I've only had a Berkshire pork chop. I've never had a rib. I've never had what a pork. Do, what do they do to the pigs to make
0: them so special?
2: Uh, well, so, I mean, it's it's the, the years of breeding for specific attributes. But on top of that, now, like sort of the saying, you are what you eat. You know, those Jim Compart's pigs are on a very specific diet, mm-hmm.
3: right? So
1: eat. It's kind of like and, Kobe. It's kind of like Wagyu. Yeah.
2: The funny thing is, so I, I probably went through 30 racks of compound ribs here. They all looked identical. They all have a fat spot right in the middle on the top part of the rib. Like, those pigs were identical. It was amazing. I, I'd never seen anything like it.
1: Did you trim that?
2: I trimmed it down some. I I don't get crazy, but I flattened it out.
1: Yeah, because yeah, um, it's going to be the first time I'm trimming for a comp with it. You know, I've cooked them before. But I didn't trim. You know, I'm leaving everything on when I'm feeding it people in the backyard. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the marvelization in those pieces of meat was unbelievable.
2: Yeah. So I've never cooked the Compart butts, but I can only imagine how good they are. Um, the one thing I will say about Compart ribs is they are crooked as all get out. But it is worth it trying to figure out how to get around that.
1: These were straight. Really? Yeah. And you know, one of my faults always in a comp is that I don't rack them. You know, I don't straighten them before I put them on the smoker. It's always something I forget. It's something you know. So my biggest problem in the competition is slicing them and making them look you know the same. Sure. Yep. So I've got I've got an alarm on my phone for tomorrow. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Dumas. Yep. <laughs> straighten those ribs before you put
0: them in. Nine three one zero nine eight seven. Hey, he's the hey. king, and he reigns supreme at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ultawa. Myron Mixon rubs and sauces set the pace for your backyard cookout. Myron is the winningest man in barbecue, and he wants to be part of your backyard team. Team up with Jack's Old South and get your Myron Mixon products at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ultawa. We are doing a whole hog for a event tomorrow at bear trace golf course and we are going to spotlight the myron mixon hog sauce you know maybe can't beat it maybe before the
1: show ends i should go down there put my camera and show everybody what it looks like um i don't know
0: i don't know how i would get it on there but, but it's not that important It looks like a big dead pig on a bit. (laughs) Well,
1: tomorrow it's going to look like a copper penny.
0: They look about all the same. They are numbers 267-1023. 267-1023, our special guest, Steve Dotson from West Virginia. He is America's cookout coach. You can check out Steve Dotson on YouTube. Follow him or subscribe to him on his YouTube channel. There is lots of fantastic information there on YouTube. All you gotta do is put in cookout coach Steve Dotson, and he'll pop right up there. And uh, what's, the, um, what's the what's the what's uh, the last latest video and what's coming up on you? Because you've got a little downtime now, waiting for that oh, child to be yeah. born.
2: Yeah, it's been a little bit. So the last video was a barbecued meatloaf, um, a smoked meatloaf, sorry. Which you know, it, it's it was an adaptation of a really simple meatloaf recipe we do that where where the bread comes portion, we just use stovetop uh, dressing. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, Put it on the smoker And just let the smoker do it's thing uh, I actually glazed it at the end With some Cosmo's maple bourbon rib glaze mm-hmm. My wife doesn't like sauce on her meatloaf So I just did half of it like that And it came out really really nice um, Now the next video though Of course I've been doing a lot On these, these chargrillard gravities Over the past couple of months And funny thing about these gravities Is, is they're, they're all uh, Computer controlled As far as temperatures go but they've got an adjustable damper on the exhaust, and I've had a lot of people recently asking me, "Well, well what do you do with the damper? Because you know, on a pellet grill, you don't have that; it just it's open to whatever they need. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a reason for this one. So the next video is going to be explaining, you know, what exactly that's for, how you use it, and you know, why would you close it down some versus leaving it wide open
0: do you do you see the uh, gravity feed picking up speed out there in the market, Steve?
2: Oh yeah i uh, every time I go to a competition, people ask me what it is, and uh then they go, well, how much is it and then when I tell them how much it is they they get really interested
3: at that point
0: you know for if you if you don't know what one one is a gravity feed smoker's charcoal and uh I don't know on the on the chart I know how mine work uh Jeff and I both cook on one. But um, you put the wood in the bottom wood chunks, and that's where you get your smoke flavor. Is it similar on the or Jeff, or Steve? Oh, it,
5: it's identical. The, okay. Um, the only difference is because the,
2: ho- the hopper is much smaller than, than the, um, the Southern Q ones that you guys cook uh-huh. on, sometimes if it's like on chicken or something I know is going to be quick, I'll just put enough charcoal in the hopper to where I know all of it's going to light. And if I want to give it a quick blast of smoke, I can open the lid and drop the wood right down on top of it and it'll instantly go to fire and it'll instantly go to smoke.
0: So, we we can't do that with ours. Ours won't yeah. work that way. Um, another thing ours won't won't do is uh, you can't grill on it. Can you grill on the uh, char griller?
2: I, I just uh, last weekend, I didn't do a video on it, but I seared off. I had some two inch thick pork chops mm-hmm. and uh, some ribeyes to do and uh, cranked it up to 650 and just let it go. And it, it seared off great. But it's got porcelain coated grates, which are great for cleaning. They're not the best for searing, uh, but it puts some good grill marks on it. Now, it's the perfect dimension. There's actually a standard grill grate that yeah.
0: they make
2: for. If you put that on it, it would become a steak searing machine.
0: I'd like to see one of those work. Well, I don't... You know, maybe I'll ask George to bring it. Does he George, have one?
1: George, his wife bought him uh, a similar vessel. Mm-hmm. Maybe ask him to bring it over to the store, and
0: we'll we'll
1: do some, like, Yeah, I'd like to see one on. work.
0: What um. There's Steve, when you're doing pig, you know when I, we 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 grill so many things. You know, I, I know I get tired of pork butts. I get tired of brisket. Uh, you know, we, the same old same old. And um, I know when I step out, when I when I'm I want to cook something good. I'm 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 a big pork tenderloin guy, and uh, I like to put it on the rotisserie over the grill and you know slow cook it. And um, man, that to me that is the best, the the best. Uh, I think it's the best cut of meat on the pork. What do you what do you like to do when you're not doing you know traditional contest style barbecue?
2: Right. So historically, I was the same way. Like when I discovered the, I discovered a pork tenderloin about the same time I started smoking because yeah, I started perusing the meat case a little bit more. So well, what's this? They're, they're cheap. They come in two packs. Yeah. And you, you can feed you know by the time it was me and my wife and I was like you feed us both for dinner for like six bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's so tender, um, but recently. I've been really into these bone-in, thick-cut chops. Like, it's been... I don't know why, but it's its like I'm going backwards. Like, things I should have been into a long time ago when I started cooking, suddenly I'm into those now. And uh, the other day I did my first pork steak. Because you ever buy the value pack of pork chops? And, like, there's some center-cut chops on top, but there's some pork steaks in the bottom. And nobody really realizes they're pork steaks. And I did some of those the other day. Man, they were good. And I thought, my goodness, if you... If you did this up and then sauced it up and candied that thing up on over Hot and Fast, that could be just
0: all right. I've I've tried pork steaks. I can't. I must be Uh cooking them wrong because I think they taste like dog food.
1: Basically, what a pork stick is is the pork butt sliced.
0: That's what it is. Okay. All right. How do you cook it? How do you cook it?
2: How how did I cook them, or how should you cook them?
0: How does how does one cook a pork steak so it's edible?
2: Okay, so Jeff, you want you want to do? I'll, I can tell you how you're supposed to do it, but I
4: don't do them a whole lot, Jeff. I think you do them more than I do.
1: Uh, no, I don't do them. Um, okay. That's the same thing as your, you know, you get those boneless um, ribs. You know, that's all that is, is the the cap off the pork butt. Yeah.
0: So you know it's all right, all right, Steve Dawson, How do you how do you cook there's a, a bunch uh,
2: of different. You can do. It. do one you... of the most popular ways is you smoke it for a little bit. Okay. Um, you put some smoke on it, put some color on it.
0: And now, how thick, thick, how thick is this pork steak? How thick?
2: Uh, if, you, if you get a really cheap one under the value pack, the ones I were cooking were about like half an inch thick, but if, if you're going to get something nice, get a two inch thick one. Okay. Um, put a little smoke on it. This, this I would do with a thick one. Put a little smoke on it. You put it in a pan. You add your braising liquid. Now, everybody, it's it's like Grandma's recipe. Everybody has a different braising liquid. Usually they throw in like a bottle of beer And some uh, some barbecue sauce And this that and the other Foil pan it up and you braise it until It's fork tender and that's going to happen Different, It's going to differ for you. You're not going to take it like a fork But you don't want it to be like that But you want it to be nice and tender So up around 200 um, But you can also do the same thing And just sort of smoke it till you get that color on it And then grill it off And basically when, when I did them I just put them on the grill hot and fast because this is the first time. And I said, let's see what these will do. And I mm-hmm. just grilled it off and I took it up to about 170, 180.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And
2: even at that, because there's so many different muscles in the pork butt, the specific ones that I got must have been because there's actually white meat and dark meat muscles in a pork butt. Um, right. The white meat muscles in the pork butt actually responded really well to that. So th- I, there's as many different ways you can do it. But if you ask most people, smoke it into braising liquid till it's. High 190s 200 pull it out maybe sear it off. You see that
0: was that was my problem with it because there's so many different parts of it The ones I've seen you know there's three three or four different white meat, dark meat um, the center cut the the tube, the um, you know, it, it's all in there the, and a little bit of money muscle and um, and and it's just such a, a diverse piece of meat I, I just couldn't get it I couldn't get it right. I like the two inch thing though I, yeah, c- I could it. I could see the two inch.
1: Because it doesn't curl. Uh,
0: sm- uh, yeah, exactly. Mine, mine curl looked like it was awful.
1: If I'm doing a thin, thin chop, I'm going to put it on a brick and fast and cook. Yeah.
0: You know, you know, season it and yeah. then fast yeah. and hot. But yeah. if you got it two inches, different game. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's take a break. You got Steve Dotson in the house tonight on the Osnes Barbecue Show, The, the American Cookout Coach. Uh, you pellet heads out there, you know your pellet smoker needs quality fuel. At the Owls Nest Barbecue Supply, we stock Barbecuer's Delight pellets and keep your smoker running smoothly with great flavor. Everything from mesquite, oak, hickory to cherry, you can trust Barbecuer's Delight pellets to stoke your smoker with flavor and dependability. And, Steve, do y'all have peach? Do you have peach pellets? Yes, we do. We're one of the only places that have peach pellets. We got them at the Owls Nest Barbecue Supply. Come and get them. You think a pork butt tastes good with hickory and with with peach. oak? Try it with peach. You can get it at my place, the Al's Barbecue Supply in Ottawa We're with Steve Dotson, Jeff Maxwell, and Steve Ray. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You know, they in the St. Louis Midwest area. They they <laughs> they eat those pork pork steaks like they're. Like we eat ribeyes.
1: I never had a pork steak in my life living in Chicago. Never. No, well,
0: not St. Louis. Louis is saying St. Louis. No, it's huge. Not that far. Yeah, uh, you know, you get
1: thin, thin, sliced pork chops and they curl up and I hated them. I know, I know. So to eat that, you know, you're going to eat a tougher piece of meat. And, and they put, all had that put little put a brick on it on the griddle. They all and had then,
0: that little, little bit of rubbery fat around them that wasn't. Yeah. I hated that.
2: I, uh, I like to test barbecue seasonings with that in the off season mm-hmm. i'll buy that eight pack of those little thin cup chops mm-hmm. and uh i'll hit them with the different seasonings but basically how i do them the only way that works because i had the same experience previously is i'll i'll fire up the oven and i'll heat it up to 450 mm-hmm. and once it gets there i'll turn it off and turn on the broiler and i'll put that cookie sheet with those thin chops on it mm-hmm. in there for like two minutes flip it for one minute and they're at 165, and they're decent. Um, They're not great when they cool down, but they're decent right then, and basically that becomes my lunch for the weekend, make pork chop
1: sandwiches. Beef uh, pork jerky. Yeah. You got to catch them right when they're 165, (laughs) otherwise it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's pork jerky. Uh, Tommy had chimed in saying, I smoke uh, pork steaks and then make tacos with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when when the meat doesn't taste good, shred shred the heck out of it and put it in a taco. There you go. I like that. Pour some sauce on it. It, th- it makes anything taste good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, I uh, I want to do some more pork steaks because, like I said, I I just happened by chance. My mom was confused because I was over at my folks' house for maybe it was maybe it was Memorial Day, um, and they had the pork chops, So I was like, all right, firing up, and I was like. That's not a pork chop. She goes, Yeah, it is. No, that's got a that's got a blade bone in it. That's that's a pork steak. That's all right. We'll we'll see what it does. And I just grilled it off like I would a pork chop, and it it came out pretty good. So I'm thinking this is a pretty resilient cut, and if you if you hit it right, I think it could be really good.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you're gonna find that with a lot of meats now that you know you're gonna have to. For instance, a pot roast was seven ninety nine a pound. Well, let's find a cut that we can cook better and make taste as good because you know. So there's
0: some families out there that aren't going to be able to afford that. So oh, yeah. I'm an I round. I'm an I round fan. I made one last week. I make. I love them too. Make sandwiches out of them. They're not real yeah. tender. They're hard. To, they're hard to get them tender, but um, I think the taste is great. Yeah, well, a uh,
1: top 100%. sirloin. People are going to 24.99 a pound for ribeye. People are going to start buying top sirloin for 5.99 a pound, Man. and that's the steak they're going to have.
2: I'll tell you what, you'll, you'll also see a lot of London broils start to go out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Because you feed a lot of people with London broil. You
1: sure can. Yes, sir. one 889 9789
3: Talk Radio 102.3 FM, The Talk Monster.
0: Hey, are you looking for a grill? Are you out there looking for a grill? Are you thinking, I need a new grill? Let me let me, let me me turn you on to something. The Green Mountain Grill are the best pellet smokers for the money. People like Big Mo Kason, Jim Elzer out of Florida, Sterling Smith out West, and dozens of other professionals use the Green Mountain Grill and you can use it too. I use it. You can see them in use at the Als Nest barbecue supply in Oldwall. We got the complete line of green Mountain Grills. We even have the ledge with the stainless steel top. You talk about sexy. That thing is looking good and we got it. Come by and check it out at the Alznet Barbecue Supply in Ultwa. These things cook fantastic. And you know, Steve, Steve, you were talking about smoked meatloaf a little earlier. Oh my gosh.
1: We couldn't go a show no, without it, smoked meatloaf coming up.
0: And we never will.
1: And it, we never will.
0: It is the greatest food known to man. There is nothing like Couple a smoked. Couple that meatloaf. with smoked
1: mac and cheese. Absolutely. And now you're talking about a meal.
0: Steve, do you do smoked mac and cheese when you do your smoked meatloaf? Tell me I know you do. Well surely. Sure. I've never done it together, but
2: that's probably the thing I'm most known for is my smoked mac and cheese, so I don't know why I've
0: never done it together. You ain't trying. What do you mean doing them together? I mean I'm not talking about incorporating, you know, I'm talking about like on a Tuesday night when you're <laughs> making lunch for work, I'll do I'll do a smoked meatloaf and I'll do some macaroni and cheese next to it and take it to work.
2: Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I've yeah. never them both at the same time oh okay if i did my
0: goodness that's a blasphemy coma right there well I, <laughs> the the timelines are about are about the same uh that's why i do it because it's easy what but, i do
1: is i want to take off the smoked meatloaf i put on the smoked mac and cheese Well, that's resting and boom they're ready right yeah, at the same yeah. time simple yep.
0: but what got us there what got us there was how easy it is on the on the pellet smoker absolutely i mean, I mean just you put it on the pellet smoker the thing heats up it's like cooking with your oven inside but you get a better taste. Yep. You, you can't beat it. Folks, you can't beat it. a good pellet cooker. And we we are we are entering grill. I mean, you talk about grilling weather. October, November. Turkey's on the grill. Comfortable. Yeah. If, grilling you, if weather. you haven't had a turkey on a, on a pellet smoker yet, they are fantastic. Easy to do and uh come by the store we'll show you how to do it. We'll even, shoot, we'll even cook one. If you say, Steve, I want to try one, let me know a couple days early. We'll throw some chickens in there. We'll throw some small turkeys in there. And, man, we'll cook chicken. Oh, my gosh. Steve, you, you like chicken. So Steve Dodson? Yeah. On a, yes. on a pellet crooker? Easy.
1: You taste that, and you're going home with one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve Dotson, we got to go. Um, where can people find you, the cookout coach? So you can always
2: find me on Facebook, Instagram, and the easiest place you're going to find me the most is on YouTube. Hit me up on any of those uh, platforms. You know, if you've got questions, if you need help taking your barbecue to the next level, let me know, and we'll get you there.
0: His videos are great, folks. Make sure you watch him. He's very instructional, and he will show you and tell you how to do it in – you make it easy, Steve. Even I can understand them.
1: Steve's just like us. You got questions? We got we answers. Get answers. That's
0: right. We got to go, everybody. We will see you next week here on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live for Jeff Maxwell for Steve Dotson. This is Steve Ray, and we will see you. I got. I got to get downstairs and get on that whole hog, man. I got a. I no. got I got a hog you know down what? there. I hope you got a beard down there for me, so I can watch it. Well, you can. You can. All right, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night. With that being said. A good night and good luck to everybody on the talk radio WGOW side. All right. The radio is gone. Thank you, Joe Varner. We appreciate you. Steve Dotson, thank you so much. Steve, you are for always awesome. Show. I appreciate it, fellas. It's always fun. It's always fun having you on. Great show. I hope everybody watching enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff Serna, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Emmeline, thank you so much. We enjoy doing the show. We we like to talk barbecue, and we're doing barbecue. And um, Steve, what kind of pellet cooker you got? Have you got one? Oh, I
2: don't have a pellet
0: cooker. I have friends with pellet cookers. Yeah. But, I, uh, I have a gravity cooker that runs a lot like one. Yeah, I was going to say the 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 pellet cookers or the gravity feeds are almost just like big pellet cookers.
2: I think if you give it a few years, uh, the gravities and the pellets are going to be fighting for the same space and be on equal footing.
0: I agree, I agree 100. percent I think the uh, the days of the um, the charcoal grill are are numbered. Uh, the days of the, the the gas grill will never go away, but um, I think the the charcoal grill will yeah. and, will you know, will take the backseat. Next is you'll see uh,
2: you'll see the Green Mountains, the Rec the the Yotas of the world enter the the uh, the gravity feed market.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. We got to roll. I got stuff to do. I know you got stuff to do. Jeff's got stuff to do. Thank you so much, Steve Dotson. We sure appreciate you. Appreciate you, buddy. buddy. And we will see you again.